Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and we're so glad you're joining us today. Today on the episode, we have Dr. Grace English coming to share with us. Grace, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Good morning, Taylor. Yes, um, I am Grace English, and John and I have been part of Green Acres since 1997, and when we moved to Tyler back then, and we have raised three grown kids that in this church, and um, Sarah Daniel Matthew, and I am an internal medicine physician, and I work at Christus Mother Francis, but... um, And my husband, John, he founded Bethesda Health Clinic, which is a clinic for the working and insured. And so I am also the founder of CARE, which stands for Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery of East Texas. Actually, I got that wrong. It's Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education. We actually changed. I was thinking that was a recent change, wasn't it? Yes, it was a recent change. Well, and another little known fact is... Grace is actually the mother of one of my childhood best friends. So this is kind of fun getting an interview yes, today. <laughs> yes. You and Sarah in the nursery together is all I remember. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so. Well, one reason I wanted to have you on, Grace, is so that you could share about some of the work that you do with women who have had an abortion um, and you yourself have had an abortion. So I wanted you to right. share a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. With our listeners. So Taylor... I had the abortion when I was 18, and I was not a believer at that time, and I thought that was the answer to my unplanned pregnancy. And so I believed in the lie that that abortion would be something that um, was good for me, that I could move on with my life, and that it wouldn't have any effects. And so, unfortunately, that was far from the case. And several years later, after battling just, you know, this huge valley of just doing drugs and alcohol and moving from one relationship to another, I finally hit rock bottom. And I finally, I knew that there was a God, but I did not have a relationship with him. And I finally knew that I had to ask Jesus into my life because I was going to destroy myself. And so, but even after I became a believer, Taylor, I still carry that secret with me for so long because I thought God had forgiven me. I really didn't even want to think about it because I just said surface level, you know what? Jesus forgives all sin. So he forgave me for my abortion. But little did I know that that was a huge lie from the enemy that I was believing. And when Sarah was born, she um, started bringing up emotions within me that I had no idea where they were coming from. I just had really a lot of fits of anger and rage that would just erupt just over seemingly little things that would happen. And... And I knew that there was something going on with me and not with her. And she's your firstborn, right? She was my firstborn. And and I grew up in a home where I didn't ever felt like I was ever good enough. I mm-hmm. never felt that I was loved and worthy. And I just knew that if I, you know, I didn't want to bring my kids up in that sort of environment. And so one of my really dear friends, Bev Klein, invited me to an abortion recovery Bible study at that time. And after much persistence, I finally went and 
that is when I realized for the very first time that I had not truly confessed and repented over my sin of abortion, and that that was something that the Lord had been wanting me to open up that that hole in my heart so he can come on in and help me heal Mm -hmm. and truly receive his forgiveness for the sin that I had done and taken the life of my firstborn child, Jonathan, who um, I know one day I will meet in heaven. And so through that study, it helped me realize the grace of God on such a more deeper level that I truly felt that he had released me from that shame. And so that I just knew, Lord, you have to help me. I've got to raise these kids um, because they are my greatest accomplishments. I mean, so, I mean, if anybody asks me what's my greatest accomplishments, it's raising my kids. And you got some good ones. (laughs) I know. Thank you. And so, so I'm just so grateful that the Lord made it so obvious to me that, you know, that abortion erected so many walls around my heart so I wouldn't get hurt again. So it sounds like as you started raising your kids, you realized you had some stuff that you had buried down and needed healing from. Oh. Will you walk us through that healing process? Yes. And so, so many times in life, we are going to get wounded. Mm-hmm. You know, humans are humans. They it, Relationships are messy. And so we hurt each other not intentionally in most cases, but even there are some who intentionally do hurt us. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so many times we don't know what to do with that pain. And so we just decide that we are not going to think about it. We are going to cover that pain up and bury it and think that we are actually okay when we're not okay. And so, so many times in the church, you know, Christian women are so guilty of saying that they're fine when they're not fine. And because I feel like a lot of women don't feel like it's safe, you know, Mm -hmm. to talk about their struggles and that they think that everybody else has it together. So they have to look like they have it all together. None of us have it all together. We all have issues. And so one thing I've learned just going through the years, you know, my own personal healing from my abortion and being able to help other women who have had babies lost to abortion and walk them through their healing, because Jesus is the only one that can go on in there and forgive them of their sin and Mm -hmm. have them receive his forgiveness and for them to realize just the love and the worth that he has been wanting to pour onto them, you know? And so I have seen that once you can go back into that dark area of your life where there was a lot of pain and wounds and scars from that, that once you open it up, you allow the Lord to come back, to come into that pain for the very first time. That's when he can start doing the work that he needs to do. Yeah. Well, and it's what we see in the Bible about um, coming into the light as a believer. And we're so afraid of that sometimes, or we feel shame in that, but sin can't be healed unless it's come into the light. We can't find freedom without shining a light on it and letting God come in and work. Right. Um, How have you seen God redeem your abortion and the choices that you made back in college today? Well, Taylor, I can tell you that if the Lord told me that I was going to start a nonprofit, a 501c3, 
when I went through my healing for my um, for my own abortion, I would have said pick somebody else. <laughs> so he has definitely brought beauty from ashes, mm-hmm. and he allowed me to start doing Bible studies for women under the umbrella of our home church in 2007. And as a result of that, we became a nonprofit, and now we serve women from all different countries, wow. you know, virtual, you know, and also in person. And we help women find hope and healing after their abortion so that they're no longer crippled by that shameful secret mm-hmm. that they've held down for so long because it totally affects who they are. Their worth, their self worth is like nothing. Yeah. You know, and. It's a big and weight to carry by yourself, it's a too. Huge weight. And and it affects the way that you perceive who Jesus is. It affects the way that you view who, you know, your family members. I mean, you just people just think that, you know, you just don't deal with it. It's not anything good to, that's going to come out from it. But it truly does affect who you are. And it and you do need to surrender that to Jesus because it's too much to, to carry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, through your work with care and just working with w- women in general, um, it seems that you've kind of coined this phrase of shattering strongholds. Um, will you share about some of the work that you've done with women to shatter strongholds like abortion or other things in their lives? Well, Taylor, I have been fortunate that I've been able to take care of patients now for the last 25 years. And being their physician, I get on the front end exactly what's going on with her life. And Mm -hmm. so many times anxiety, fear, depression is huge. And through getting to know them over time, they will share with me what has happened in their life. You know, a father abandoned them, you Mm -hmm. know, their parents divorced, they had abuse, whatever it is, that there are a lot of undealt wounds and pain that people are carrying that somehow the enemy has gotten in there and he's erected this stronghold over their life where they don't want to feel that anymore. So they do have these strongholds of whether it's anger that they're dealing with, whether it's drinking alcohol too much, whether it's having, you know, affairs. I mean, it can manifest itself in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And so... Once you can kind of show them that it's okay, it's safe to open up. It's safe to talk about that pain. I'm not here to judge you. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know it's a safe place. Whatever you're telling me, I'm not going to repeat. And I want to hear your heart. And I want to know what happened to you. So as a Christian um, and as a church in general, how do we foster that safe space? Because some women um, have shared struggles and pain in unsafe places and it hasn't been treated right. How do we as believers provide that and make it feel safe and help with those that have experienced unsafe places before? Right. So we can't control what has happened to women when they've been betrayed by a friend, Mm -hmm. when the churches, you know, turn their backs on them because once they find out their story, all we can be is the true feet of Jesus and to Mm -hmm develop that trust with them and just say, hey, I actually am really concerned about you. And I'm actually really concerned about what you're going through. And I think over time, they're going to know if you really are somebody you can trust. And and 
just to be available for them when they're ready to talk. Yeah. You know? Uh, so often I feel like the issue of abortion, at least politically, has been very polarizing. Um, and there's people on both sides and on in some cases, Christians have not been very kind about the matter. So will you speak to the Christian woman who knows of someone that's had an abortion that maybe hasn't dealt with it? How do we kindly and gently address that with them without making them feel added shame? Well, that is a difficult question when you are meeting somebody that you suspect that may have had an abortion in their past. Um. For me, it's easy to bring up because I share with them immediately that I've had one, that Mm -hmm. I'm not there to judge them. And I tell them that I see a lot of what they're going through is what I've been through. Mm. But I think even if you've not had an abortion yourself, you can still gently bring that question up. And, you know, you may have known them when they were in high school, they had the abortion. And 20 years later, you know, you're still friends, but you see your friend really struggling and y'all have not talked about it for all these years, Mm. I think there's a way where the Holy Spirit's going to let you know, okay, Taylor, this is the time. Have you ever thought about, you know, that baby that, you know, you had? Mm -hmm. And speaking, you always hear speaking the truth in love. And so you don't want to be harsh, obviously, but you, I really think the Holy Spirit will guide you in that conversation where they're going to see that you really are genuine. You're not bringing it up. You're not bringing it up to hurt them. You're bringing it up because it needs to be brought up. Yeah. And there's healing that has to take place. Right. And it's a part, it's a source of their pain. Mm -hmm. You can't ignore it. Well, and part of your healing process was naming your son, right? Correct. How did you come to the name Jonathan? You know, I prayed about it. I, before I went through the study, I I think I would have just like lost it if I knew why do women name their babies? But when the Lord truly gave humanity to my child and I knew that he really was my own flesh and blood— that, you know what, he needs a name. And I prayed and the Lord gave me the name Jonathan. And I, you know, I have honored his um, his life with a plaque. And I have, um, I do talk about him in certain situations when it's appropriate. And he would have been 37 this year. And I know that, you know, one day... He's with Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't, the the last breath that he had here was his first breath with the Lord. Man, that's good. So, so he's okay. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot about pain and grief and especially unresolved pain, grief, wounds mm-hmm. that we have. Why is it important for us to talk about those things? Well, you 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 can't um, bury pain and grief and pretend it's not there or ignore it because it's going to work itself to the surface. Mm. And this morning when I was in my quiet time, the Lord was showing me um, that there are walls that we do erect around the things are, of our past that we've not dealt with 
that either they can be glass walls. That song, 10th Avenue North, mm-hmm. Let the Healing Begin, mm-hmm. yeah. talks about shattering the glass walls and all that and let the healing begin. And to me, that's a picture of where a lot of women are living in. They have these glass walls, but then when the storms of life come or somebody says something, they quickly shatter mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not okay yeah. because they're not protected anymore. Or you have another type of wall where the enemy has been in there for so long that he's planted these bricks and bricks on top of each other and you cannot get through and penetrate through them. And so that's when it says in Second Corinthians that, you know, the source of all of our strongholds that we have in our life is the enemy. Mm. It's we've allowed him to come in and build these walls because we think it's protecting us when it's not. And so the only way we're going to demolish it, Taylor, it's with the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is the truth of God that will break. It's the only thing that will break those walls down. And so I love what our church this year, our theme is transforming lives with the truth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what happens when strongholds are shattered. Absolutely. And that's the vision of our church. That's the reason that we are... Yes. We are. Our purpose is to transform lives with the truth of Jesus. It is. And he wants us to have authentic lives mm-hmm. and he wants us to experience the abundant life. And I'm telling you, if you've got stuff that you have not dealt with and you've allowed some sort of protection to be built up because you don't want to go there, Jesus didn't come to this earth for us to live to live like that. I mean, it, it is it is hard to put up a facade. It is hard to carry struggles when you think that everybody else has it together and you don't, mm-hmm. you know? And so Jesus came to give us life and to give us give it to us abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so we can't have that if we have pain and struggles that we've not worked through. Yeah, which is why it's so important to have community in our lives that we can work through these strongholds with. Right. I mean, at our church, we have connect groups. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're not local to the Tyler area, get involved in a local church. But if you are, we would love to have you um, to be able to process some of these things, whatever Mm -hmm. the stronghold is. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you think so many Christians struggle with strongholds? Well, it's because we're human. Yeah. And um, we live in a fallen world and we, we are fleshy. And so, you know, some strongholds that I've, you know, battled with in my life, you know, has been food. And so I had an eating disorder for many years. And so whenever I am at a place where I'm confused, I'm overwhelmed, I'm anxious about things, I will then just go to food. And it's like my comfort. But then it's very short-lived. Yeah. And... And actually, you know, with me having an eating disorder, it can trigger me to have a bulimic episode. So that food is not a good thing for me. Mm. And so, um, but anyhow, I just think Christians have, because we're just, we're human. And, you know, we have to ask the Lord each and every day. It is a battle. And so we have to take every thought and make it captive to Christ because we do let things get into our brains thinking that 
oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, you know, whatever it is, I don't have enough, you know, and you're always comparing yourself to somebody else. And so, and it's like, Jesus was like, no, you are all that I need. I am all that you need. Mm. And let me give you what you need. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, we're going to have struggles until the day we see him. Man, it's true. Yeah. It's hard, but it's true. Right. Um, right. Women often feel shame, especially around um, strongholds that they have in their lives. Um, how do we address that? Well, I would encourage you, if you are carrying a secret, um, a huge struggle that really nobody knows about that I would encourage you to seek out and pray about finding a trusted family member or trusted friend, somebody at church. There is somebody that the Lord's going to put in your path Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden you're going to find yourself. I really need to talk to that person and I need to have a conversation with them. And so, you know, so many women, they may not have deep friendships because they're afraid of getting hurt. Um, if they come to this church, we have great Bible studies. You know, Debbie Stewart, I mean, she is so welcoming and you and her are very transparent, you know, yeah. and I would encourage, you know, y'all are going to be sensitive to like, okay, maybe there's something going on with that Absolutely. woman and ask her out to have coffee with you, spend some extra time, make that extra phone call and just say, Hey, you're on my radar. I'm praying for you. You know, what's going on? And they may not open up to you um, initially because it takes time to build trust, but eventually I think they will. Well, and I think when the Lord puts someone in our hearts to pray for, telling mm-hmm. them that we're praying for them is such a huge, can have such a huge impact of the Lord obviously put that person on our heart for a reason. And right. So we need to act on it. Right. Yeah. And that is so true. Well, and if you are, um, finding that you're struggling with something, our women's ministry staff would love to have a conversation with you. We also have mm-hmm. a great counseling ministry called Grace Works at our church um, for some of these things that you might need to deal with mm-hmm. um, deeper. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, Grace, is mm-hmm. what are some things that women can do to break strongholds and to find freedom in Christ? Well, you're going to have to spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that not just includes prayer, but reading his word. And because that's how we hear him. Yeah. And, and, but, but there are a lot of times when you are in your prayer time that you do hear, you know, you hear him saying certain things to you. And so being alone, having that quiet time with him is so important. We're so guilty for being, you know, having a hundred million things to do and rushing out the door and putting that on the back burner. And the other thing I've seen, Taylor, is that, you know, I have plenty of patience and I've been guilty of this too. It's like, okay, I pray to God all the time, but he's not answering me. And I'm like, well, it's a two-way street. It's not just you telling him all the things that he needs to do in your life. <laughs> right? It's him also telling you maybe all the things that you need to change in your life mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a two-way street. And God is not a magic genie, you know, yeah. he, he hears our prayers and he is answering our prayers, but sometimes we're not, we're too busy to, to listen to him. 
Well, and our mindset is so narrow-minded sometimes that we don't see the bigger picture of what's going on here. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I think, and sometimes when you don't hear him answer your prayers, that means wait. Yeah. Um, Before we wrap up, I want to ask if you have any resources that you would recommend for women either dealing with an abortion or just in particular strongholds in their life. Well, if you have had a past abortion, whether you're a man or a woman, because men are equally affected by the loss of their baby through abortion, I would encourage you to reach out to careabortionrecovery.com. And we um, have a wonderful executive director, BJ Garrett, who you will just absolutely love. And she will help you get into a study, whether it's one-on-one or a group study, to help you walk through that journey to find hope and healing from your past abortion. And if you're struggling with strongholds that may not be related necessarily to past abortion, I would just encourage you to reach out to me. Just You can find me on Facebook, Grace Sue English. That's Grace, G-R-A-C-E, Sue, S-O-O, English. And or you can... um you know, get my number from Taylor mm-hmm. and um, easily text me and I'd love to have coffee with you. And, and you're actually leading a Flourish mentoring group on Strongholds. I am. Too. And we just started. So I'm really excited about that. And so um, we've got a good group of four ladies and we are going to just talk about what the Lord has to say about the strongholds in our lives and show us maybe any areas that we need to come free from. That's good. Well, Mm -hmm. there are two questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, What is something that you're learning right now? And what is something that you're loving? Well, one thing I'm learning is, is trust, trust in what God has planned. Mm -hmm. And I typically have, um, not too often, um, Oh, gosh, bouts of confusion, you know, doubts like, Lord, ask somebody else to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but he usually, thankfully, that it's short-lived. But, um, but anyhow, it's trusting that Jesus has, you know, a platform for me to be able to talk about, um, you know, being transparent and saying and telling people that it's okay to talk about your pain. Yeah in a safe place and showing them who the rescuer is and who is going to be delivering them and demolishing the strongholds that they've held on for so long. And so, and then the second question you said, what is the something you're learning or something you're loving? Something I'm loving. Um, I'm actually just loving this, taking the baby step one step at a time and just seeing God's faithfulness in it all. And when I think, Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing. He's like, but I do. <laughs> so the next day, he's like, okay, I need for you to do this. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You know, and that's yeah. just how he is. And so I I am tickled to death that he will show up after my days of like doubt and fear and and so I'm actually just totally loving this Taylor. It's crazy because I am a control freak. But um but it's showing me that he he's in control. So 
Well, Grace, I am so thankful for your vulnerability and transparency with mm-hmm. our listeners today. Um, we pray that they are blessed by that and encouraged and challenged. And so um, thanks for coming on today. All right. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.